We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the show, IB Nation Sports Talk. We're up and rolling with Vince D'Addario, Sean Steyer. Is everything okay there, Vince? Is your podcast? I forgot my beautiful apart? light. There we go. Oh, okay. Do you have one of those, what do you call them? Like the, the ring light? Yeah, the ring lights. Right there, baby. Ring, circle. Jesse like got cl- one of those too. It just clips right on the top of my uh, laptop. It's beautiful. works great. That's what I hear. I don't have one. I've just got this old kind of clinkety lamp sitting in front of me <laughs> and a light overhead that likes to blink all the time. So I feel like I, I feel like I'm sitting in like Fox Mulder's office, the X Files, you know, with my light. <laughs> like the truth is out there, Scully. The truth is out there. <laughs> and and then that's the problem. It's like so I had the overhead light, but it was it was like weird because it was kind of coming at an angle. Uh-huh. It's like it was pretty inexpensive. I'll 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 shoot you the link. It's worth it. It's worth your time. Okay. Just gotta right. make sure it's not too bright. Because I had it too bright when I first got it. It was like making my eyes water. Like, okay, we need to tone it down a little bit. We need to back it down. So Did you have a good uh, Memorial Day weekend? It was very relaxing, actually. Like, you know, did the whole yard work and the whole, you know, that leading up to Monday. And then of course we had a nice cookout. The whole family came over. Uh, I was, you know, the master of the grill, so it was good. It was fun. We got the we got the badminton set out. We got, you know, we got the the bags set out. So lots of games, lots of frivolity. It was fun. It was a good time. That's good. Frivolity, yeah, the, frivolity, always good. <laughs> and, and watch the lacrosse championship. So I got, I did that as yeah. well. Yeah. Well, congratulations, by the way, to Ryan Roberts and his wife yes. on the uh, the birth of their daughter. Raina Ray Roberts. Congratulations to both of them on no That's sleep right. in their near future as well. So Man, and they got like a two-year-old or something like that as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they are in the trenches, man. They are <laughs> waist deep in the trenches of, of parenting. So I mean, there, there's obviously you know they're young phases. though. They asked yes. for it. They you know exactly. they wanted this. So yes. <laughs> the phases of parenting, they are so early on in oh, the phases man. of parenting i don't even remember when i was that young (laughs) it's a long time ago for both of us frankly as far as like yeah i mean my youngest is eight so 
we are not in those weeds. We're we're in a whole different set of weeds now. So it's still amazing to think that he is eight years old, though. That's man. right. Because I remember the having a conversation with you about, yeah, we're thinking about having one more. <laughs> well, you were there. I don't know if you remember this, and I, this is really going to make people excited, I'm sure. But you were there. We were on the air together when my wife called me to tell me that she's pregnant with with the first my one. oldest with Dylan. Yeah. So yes. we're talking like 17 years ago and I'm freaking out. I don't know why she's calling me. I'm like, she knows I'm on the air. Like what's happening? What's going on? And it turns out she was pregnant with our first child. And that yep. was a long time ago. So you've been there for every step of the way, Styers. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse's 10 year high school reunion is next wow. year. I know. How is that possible? I know. Yeah, I guess that's true because it's coming up. Yeah, wow. Right. This is 13. Yeah, 23, 13. Yeah, he, man. Time flies. Time flies. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Well, smash the like button if you would. Subscribe, rate, review. Vince is doing double duty today as a result of uh, Ryan and the Roberts and their new baby. So uh, he was on with Brian earlier today. Jesse's got a conflict-filled week. I'm trying to figure out how yeah. I'm going to put a show together on Thursday because everyone's out and about and doing stuff. Maybe I'll just get Dylan on and and have Dylan be my co-host on Thursday. He, he would do it in a heartbeat. I don't know if he has any knowledge <laughs> about what you would talk about, but yeah. he's full of opinions. He, he does not take far off of his dad on that one. The nut I'm didn't sure. fall far from the tree on that one. <laughs> I'm sure. All right, well... Our topic today, our actual Notre Dame topic, yes, is what would your priorities be if you were Notre Dame's athletic director? This was a question that came up. We were asked this question, I believe, during a mailbag within okay. the last couple of weeks, and uh, you know, we kind of said, "Hey, let's you know, let's pump the brakes, hold off on that a little bit. You know, let's spend more than a couple of minutes talking about it." And so, here we are. We're going to talk about it today couple things before we start one i'm not telling jack swarbrick how to do his job that's not what this is <laughs> but <laughs> i mean kind of are but again we were asked this question but yeah. and so i think it's a legitimate question there are a lot of things yeah. going on around notre dame a lot of important things important things that have already happened you know two i do think you kind of have to recognize like we've talked before like swarbrick He's been there for 15 years now, I think it is. And he's actually accomplished quite a bit. I, I know that when you're the Notre Dame athletic director and you've got a fan base and there's always, just like the head coach, there's always going to be somebody ticked off about, you know, what, what you are doing, what you aren't doing, whatever else. But, like, think back and kind of go through the list. Brian, you know, he hired Brian Kelly. Mm -hmm. And now you can hate Brian Kelly now if you want. You can, you know, have hated him when he was still the head coach. But the fact is, they were swimming for a long time, looking for someone to stabilize the program. Three head coaches, none of them could get it done. And Brian Kelly got it done. You know, college football yeah. playoff, couple, you know, two college football playoffs, one BCS championship game. I mean, he's followed that. You know, Marcus Freeman, we think, you know, as of right now, it's it's a good hire. Micah Shrewsbury, as of now, it's a good hire. Neil Ivey, 
already with a track record. That's a good hire. So, you know, he's he's got a pretty good track record. And then you look at things like the um, Campus Crossroads project. Yeah. That whole thing, you know, that he was a big part of. You, you talk about the Under Armour deal, which at the time was the biggest deal of its kind, you know, apparel deal of its kind. You know, he's already done TV contracts, obviously. He's obviously got another one coming up. But um, Irish Athletic Center, part of that. Um, also played a big part in the new college football playoff formula. And you might not like the 12-team format, but if you're Notre Dame <laughs> and you want to stay independent, it's a pretty big part of the deal is Notre Dame's inclusion in that 12-team playoff format. And sure. it, oh, it's, it's a piece, it's it's a big piece of the puzzle that keeps Notre Dame independent going forward, potentially. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Absolutely. I, and I, you know, obviously there's, there's some recent history uh, with Jack Swarbrick that I know people aren't happy about totally deserved and i totally understand that it does not erase what he has accomplished up to this point um i i think you know because you know one of the i don't you know i don't want to uh, jump the gun here but you know one of the things i'm going to talk about is facilities but you know from a, a facility standpoint they have really upgraded the athletic facilities since he took over 
Yeah. Um, there, there's no question about it. I mean, you can go down the list, right? The soccer stadium, the lacrosse stadium. Um, track stadium. The, the, oh, the Softball. track. The, track didn't have a stadium. They didn't even have stands. Like it was, I'm trying to remember like when Melissa Cook Stadium was. I mean, most was, everything over there, you know, that whole athletic complex that's going on there, you know, surrounding, you know, what used to be, I, I mean, like, now, again, th- th- this has been like 20 some years ago, but you remember like the scene in Rudy where they're out there on the practice field like that was that was where like the first practice that I went to was, you know, like Bob Davey walking off in the gates there, mm-hmm. you know, across the street from what's now Purcell back then just the Joyce Center. And it was just a bunch of grass fields over there. And they Correct. had, you know, kind of a you know, fairly rickety soccer stadium that I think doubled as lacrosse and, and, Mm -hmm. you know, the, the old softball field that was over there across the street from the tennis courts and, you know, the Eck indoor pavilion and all that kind of stuff. So like that whole thing has pretty much taken off. I I don't know the timeline on all of it, but the last 15 years seems about right. Okay. When did, when did Jack get the job? I believe it was 15 years ago. This, like this, uh, this summer so 2008 yeah okay right well, around then like summer melissa, of 2008 yeah melissa cook right. stadium opened up in 2008 okay um, so that was already done so uh lacrosse and soccer i believe were 2009 um so i mean th- that whole like just like you said I, frank x stadium was there i believe prior to that right because they, they yeah frank july was 2008 there. by the way jack swarberg Okay. Named, named athletic director. So 2000. So under his watch, they got those two really nice. The soccer stadium and the lacrosse stadium are really, really nice. I mean, there's no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. So those are really, really nice. You've got the indoor facility for football. You've got the Goog. Well, the Goog was there before him, but you got the campus crossroads, which clearly is is a massive undertaking. Um, when did the hockey arena? come in that that's one that i don't know about um the compton compton family ice arena let me see here it's gonna be in that same ballpark but that's what i was thinking uh come on i can't remember like when 2011 broken okay 2011 so that's on his watch definitely as well on his watch yeah you know so you know from a facility standpoint i think they were doing a really really good job I will get into more about where they need to be going and continue to be going. Um, But yeah, I mean, he has done a lot of really good things for Notre Dame. There's no doubt about it. And he's obviously also an important seat at the table. Whenever they have meetings with the, with the conference commissioners and all these different things, it's the conference commissioners and Jack Jack Swarbert. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't just happen. I mean, they could, they could have boxed him out. But he does a good job of making sure that he and Notre Dame are not boxed out. He does a good job with it. He just does. But he can I mean, I think our biggest recent, you know, sort of disagreements with Jack Swarbrick stem from the whole Andy Ludwig situation. Absolutely. You know, those those kind of things, right? Absolutely. I'm trying to yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was that was that was the biggest thing. He sort of uh flourished a little bit you know with the uh you know in the eyes of notre dame fans anyway and alums i think with with the uh the op-ed that he and father jenkins wrote 
in the New York Times, you know, sure. rallied a lot of people around him and stuff like that. And there's, uh, there's, I think, a lot that needs to be done. And you keep hearing that, is he going to retire soon? You know, when when will he retire? You know, there, there's all this, you know, different talk about that. Let's push, like, Jack Swarbrick specifically off to the side, though. Because, again, we're right. not... That's not, not the point of this conversation. Right. 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 We're just saying... If we were Notre Dame's athletic director, what would the priorities be? And we've got a few good ones already from some listeners. Um, you know, this would be one that he could solve fairly rapidly from Anthony. Not having ushers telling you to sit down would help the game day atmosphere. Now, I know we have an usher or two who, you know, listens yeah. slash watches. So, Nothing so is that personal. like a is that a where command is from on top? From, though? Yeah. Where is this coming from though? You know, where is the whole sit down coming from? Because it 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 has always inhibited the game day atmosphere at Notre Dame. You know, the whole sure. down in front attitude over there. We we've heard about it over and over and over through the years. There's, we there's were, a difference between making sure people are behaving and sure, telling them to sit absolutely. down and, you know, don't, you know, you're yes. sitting down, you know, that kind of stuff. Well, and it's interesting because we were talking earlier today on the show. Somebody asked in the mailbag about, are they going to change the DJ for football games? Number one, I didn't even know there was a DJ for football games. And number two, you know, we're kind of insulated as far as like the hearing the music, like really, mm -hmm. we had this discussion from before, somebody was like, every time there's a third down, it's the same song over and over. And that's like, I, okay, I take your word for it. I would say, you know, the game day atmosphere is is something that it just doesn't change overnight. That's the problem, especially with some of these down in front people, you know. Yeah. I, You can kind of change the policy as the athletic director, you know, no orders to telling people to sit down, you know, that kind of stuff. Absolutely. That's not going to change overnight. And he's going to get complaints from the big money donors as well. And so you <laughs> have, you, you've got to kind of weigh, do I really want to I mean, have those phone just, calls on a Monday? Did you just solve the problem, right? I mean, the big money donors probably aren't sitting out in the bleachers, though. Where That's they fair. They're probably in the down suites. in front of them, right? Yeah. yeah. But he's, he's, you know, it, it doesn't matter what. There's... Yeah. There's there's always going to be a reaction, you know. There's always going to be an unintended consequence of of, of anything, course. and he's gonna he's gonna hear from people on both sides. But no doubt, no doubt. That'd be and an I think the game day to. atmosphere has gotten a lot better recently, outside of the whatever girl cheerleader that they always have in the stands. <laughs> Terrible. Your favorite, yeah. <sighs> Tyler says fans will tell you to sit down when you're going up the stairs to your seat. Pick a better man. time to go up the stairs, man. I'm sorry. Be I'm not saying Tyler specifically, but if you're going back to your seat, let's say you had to go to the bathroom, wait for a timeout. It's a fair point because like I always am conscious of that kind of stuff. Me when too. I'm at a paying, you know, at a baseball game or yes. you know, other football games at concerts. It's like I time my stuff out. Yes. Right? Like I don't want to be the guy walking, you know, like midway through the aisle, coming back from the bathroom or the concession stand when there's something going on, you know, like 
you know, like if it's a baseball game, wait till it's wait till the half inning ends, right? And then go in, or yeah, like you said, with you know, with a football game, just TV just stand timeouts in the entryway are... for a little bit, wait yes. for the timeout. It's not that TV hard. timeouts take forever. Number one, number two, they've got the game on the TVs underneath the stands, so you know when there's going to be a timeout. Just time it out right, and then nobody's going to tell you to sit down because there's nothing to see. Right. So I was assuming I'm the that guy. aren't aren't telling you to get out of the you know the tunnel or whatever there. I, that and that's fair. I get that. I but like yeah. I was, so we had season tickets to the Cubs, right? And they're still in my family because mm-hmm. I can never go. But they're in the upper deck. They're closer to home plate than they are to first base on the first base side. They're three rows up in the upper deck. So there's the the walking aisle right in front. Mm-hmm. They're they're beautiful seats right on the end. I love them. People will walk and then just stop, like in the aisle, and then, like watch the game. It's like down you in front. Like, you sound like moving. when we're calling a basketball game or a football game. Yes, you know, it's like don't just stop there. People like, park right in front of you, and or while yes. you're talking into headsets, decide to start uh, asking you questions or yes. ask you to announce something over the public address form. Hey, what station are you doing? What station are you on? Yeah. We've completely gone off the rails, though. Give me something. Give me (laughs) something that we can grab onto. If you were the Notre Dame athletic director, what's your first priority? So I've got kind of two categories, right? I've got like the immediate and then like the big picture, I think, is kind of how I broke this down. So for me, the immediate are coaches' salaries. Okay, I want to make sure that they're competitive with the top programs. And I'm talking not just football, but across the board. Okay, across the board. So the lacrosse coach, for example, I have no idea how much he makes. He just won a national championship. He's been there for 35 years. Is his salary commensurate with Duke, for example, who has three national championships under his belt? And what about all the assistants, right? So across the board, I'm going over all the coaching salaries at the university because I want to make sure that they're competitive because I know some of those alternates, not alternate sports, the, the minor sports, right? They're not Olympic sports, the yeah. Olympic sports. They're, they're not commensurate with the other programs around the country. And that's not okay. We're at Notre Dame. Everything should be on par with the other top programs around, you know, the area or around the country. So that's going to pay for it, Vince. How are you going to pay for it? Uh, the billion dollar, you know, whatever, you know, there's, there's way I'm sorry. Notre Dame can't cry poor. Okay. They've got money. That's what I'm going to say. Yes. Some of the sports probably don't make money, but football does a lot of it. So right there is where I would get it from. from I mean, part of it is where the athletic money goes. We know that all of the money that football makes, for example, does not go back into football. Correct. Now, some of it does go into things like, you know, the basketballs or whatever. Right. But sure. a lot of it goes to the academic side as well. Right. Oh, for sure. And, and, but that's the way a lot of universities are structured, right? I mean, the football and the basketball program make money so the other sports can exist. Totally get that. Notre Dame football makes plenty of money. Okay, yeah. they make plenty of money with the tickets, ticket prices, and all that. Speaking of ticket prices, I would also bring down some of the ticket prices for football games 
so that the community can get back into the stadium. I feel like that's a major problem right now. The local community is not going to games like they used to because they're priced out of the market. It's it's based, the pricing is horrendous uh, for a family in the South Bend area to go to a game. It, it's, if you don't, if you are not made of money, you're not going to be able to go to a game. So I realize I, I'm speaking out of both sides of my mouth. What I'm saying, you need to raise coaching now, salaries there and you is need to lower tiered, ticket prices. There is tiered there is tiered pricing already, right? There is. Like there's a difference there, between Tennessee State, Central Michigan, and as well there should be Ohio State, USC, and those kind of games. It's still pretty astronomical from what I can gather. Now I don't yeah. know all the details, but I would look into that, right? At least one or two games a year, Tennessee State, Central Michigan, for example, where the community can get back into the stadium. I feel like that's a problem right now. It I think it's like a bigger a problem. problem with men's basketball, even. Well, you know, because like that's a good point. Now, now men's basketball has obviously been down, and that contributes to it. But uh, the price of men's basketball tickets has just, and I realize you can't just, you know, like the difference between a a women's basketball ticket price and the men's is, you know, it's like the men's are much greater because the demographic right. that women's basketball is marketing to now it's paid off and they have a lot of sellouts, mm-hmm. but you know, and it, it, they also have consistently been better. They obviously won a national championship. They go to the NCAA tournament almost every year. Men's can't say that. And that's why I say, I'd like to see that men's price come yeah. down a little bit for Absolutely. what you're talking about. Either same, that or yeah, same idea or offer more consistent, you know, like they were doing anything they could toward the end of this last season. Oh yeah. People over there, you know, and, and that includes giving tickets away just to get them there. I would like them, especially for that upper bowl. I would sure. like to see them, you know, do some, some marketing and pricing that is good for families to get some of them. I agree. You know, especially for basketball. Because there. there's yes. so many more and that's what I'm saying for home basketball. games. Yeah. There's so many more basketball. home games that take place, right? And you need to, if you're trying to sell them all out, which is not a realistic scenario, <laughs> but if you're trying to get more butts in the seats, you know, you need to lower those prices. You you absolutely have to. And look, the women's games, they're not all sellouts, but they're a heck of a lot closer to selling out than the men's games are. And I realize those prices are lower. Okay, that's fine. And again, it's the demographic that you're you're you know uh you know reaching out to, but I feel like women's basketball is self-sustaining to a degree too because of that, right? The, you get more consistent full houses, you're making more money even though even though you're charging a little bit less, you're right. selling more tickets more often. Exactly. Yeah. That's that's the point. Absolutely. Right. You know. Um. So yeah, I I agree. I think that the, the ticket pricing thing, um goes all over and I do like the fact by the way that you can get into and I, I think it's still the case the Olympic sports for free um I outside of basketball obviously but like baseball softball you you can just go and I think I think that is actually something that they have done that is awesome um to get into yeah so that's a good thing We're- We're not Marshall said lacrosse field was a donation. I mean, basically everything, every facility is is a donation. They they, like, they won't break ground on a new facility until they have raised all the funds that are going to pay for that. Right. They get all their bids. Right. They say it's going to cost $15 million. They are not dropping a shovel in the ground until they have at least $15 million in hand. 
That's, right. And look, you know, so all, and it's all, and every, from, all from donations. Look, yeah, donations. The, the the indoor facility that was built for the football team and the soccer team, but mainly the football team, the majority of that money came from one guy. Came from one guy. Now they didn't name it after him because they he chose not to have it named after him, but it's all comes from donations, all of it, but it still has to be orchestrated and planned by the athletic director. You know, there, there's plenty of people out there that want to give money to Notre Dame for specific things. For example, uh, there have been people that have wanted to give money to the baseball team to get a better scoreboard out there for, as an example. But those people have been told, well, you also need to donate the money to do a softball scoreboard as well. Right. Like, I don't know how I feel about that. You know what I mean? Like that, that, and I, I people will scream title nine and all of that. Oh, that's what it is. That's exactly and what I get it. They've got it's that. like, you know, yeah. So there are plenty of donations out there. I just would like, you know, update facilities, you know, all that fun stuff. You've got to keep up with the Joneses on a lot of this stuff. And I guess I'm just trampling onto my next point. Why don't you say one? Well, and that's what I was going to, you know, like Wade is is here is talking about get out of NBC and a better TV deal, 10-year deal with Nike, updating facilities, stop being cheap. I mean, the stop being cheap, I think, is that's you know, a little like, harsh. <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, right? they can, they can shell out a right. little bit more money of their own. I mean, the NBC, whatever the TV contract, I don't care if it's with NBC or not. You know, the, the TV contract is the next big thing. And that that is maybe the biggest priority right now, considering it. But, you know, there, there are other things that, that we'll discuss that are going to go along with it. But getting that TV contract done is the big thing. And they've got a couple years left on it. So I'm sure that there are at least some kind of talks going on. You don't have to get out of NBC. You can stay with with NBC if that's the best deal. They've they've said up front they've got to have, you know, a much bigger contract this time around so Absolutely. that they can be closer to where the Big Ten and the SEC are in terms of their you know their revenue. I mean that is the last piece we you know, we talked about. He's got the college football playoff thing done. He's got to have. You want for Notre Dame to stay independent, they've got to have the TV contract. And along with that, though, even though this is largely out of their control, you probably need to be having conversations with different entities about what happens if the ACC actually does fall apart. Because then where's Notre Dame going if the ACC falls apart? Because you do have to have a place for your Olympic schools. Or Olympic Correct. sports. Olympic sports. Yeah, no, agree with that completely. That the the TV deal is front and center. Um, I do care if it's NBC or not because if it is whoever it is, here's what I'll say. I, you're right. I don't care who it is. Where wherever the money train is going to come from, it doesn't matter to me. But as an athletic director, as the lead of the athletic department, I would want more say in how it is done. Uh, I feel like the NBC broadcast is not great. I feel like it is a, a an afterthought for NBC. I feel like Notre Dame football is an afterthought for NBC. That's a problem if I'm Notre Dame. You want to be the exclusive TV holder to Notre Dame football, I need you to take it a little bit more seriously. Wow. So that would be part of the negotiation for me. 
I think they already have input. It's not a coincidence. They're given the wrong Notre input. Dame. It's it's not a coincidence. I've said this before. The play-by-play announcer last season on NBC has more than just one connection that got him in that seat. It's not You're just right. his dad. The fact that he's a Notre Dame grad, a recent Notre Dame grad, played a part in it as well. You know, so that's <laughs> You know, and going back to the campus crossroads thing, part of the campus crossroads was they've that the broadcasting curriculum sure. that they developed, and they they house all that stuff there inside Notre Dame Stadium. You know, the, the they've got TV studios, and you know, in in I guess the ground level. I was going to say the basement, but you know, inside, yeah, right, all of that, and that's that's part of it. You know, like they. You've got a Notre Dame grad who is calling Notre Dame men's basketball right now. They were talking to a Notre Dame grad, Mike Monaco, about the radio position a couple of, you know, a few years ago before Paul Burmeister ended up with it. But, you know, like that whole deal, like that's the craziest part is like Monaco is probably the, you know, in terms of quality, the best Notre Dame alum calling games. He's working for ESPN and he also works for the Red Sox. He calls Pawtucket, you know, he's actually good Red Sox and he fills in on Boston Red Sox games. Yeah. And so they were talking to him about that radio job, but they wanted him to only do the Notre Dame radio. And he's like, I got a lot of other things going on. And look at what his career has become since then. I mean, for him, it would be, it would have been very tempting if you were, a young guy like Monica, who was still in his 20s, he's at least was at that point, he's probably right around 30, you know, ish right now. But like to be in that position, to have the chance to call games for your alma mater and tell him no, because they were limiting what he could do with his career if he had accepted that job. And his career is continuing to take off right now. Like that's the guy you would want in that yes. seat, but where he is now, he's got a million other opportunities right. since he's been working for ESPN and the Red Sox. So let me rephrase what I wanted to say. The Notre Dame influence on NBC needs to change. How about that? Because it's Better focused. It, yeah, yes. it needs to be, it needs to be focused differently. Um, and, and I think that's appropriate. And I don't know if that's Jack Swarbrick. I don't know if that's higher up than Jack Swarbrick. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, it's got to be a Notre Dame person. It's got to be this. It's got to be that. It's got to be different is what it has to be. The quality has suffered because they're insisting on having Notre Dame people be involved. Notre Dame doesn't even have a broadcast school. I mean, or at least a very young one if they do now. Like, it's just. No, they they do. And that's what I'm saying. Like, that again, that's part of the campus crossroads. And those guys, you know, like Simeone doing men's basketball, Monaco. Um, Collinsworth, they they all started out in that program there sure. at Notre Dame, and right. those are feathers in Notre Dame's cap when they have those kind of jobs. It it is to a degree because I feel the, like anybody that's the influence actually in the is broadcasting in the wrong gig, there yeah. needs to be quality over. Right, I I feel like anybody that's actually that. in broadcasting outside of here looks at that and they're like, well, they're just putting their own people there. Like that, you know what I mean? Like they're not like, wow, they they must be really be good if they're calling right. Notre Dame games. 
Shytown said know. Hannah Storm does okay. She was she way predates any broadcast program that they had though. Correct. She, and she's done it on her own as well. Right. She has absolutely. Yeah. But you're right. So yeah, the the influence needs to be different. And if I was the AD, I would make it different. And I'd be like, look, we're going for the best of the best. But that's you know that's part of that. Whoever you're going to be a TV partner with. You know, you've got, and we talked about this, I think, a week ago, Marcus Freeman going to the Kentucky Derby, Bavakwa, who's, I think, the president of NBC Sports right now. He's a Notre Dame alum. So you have, right. you know, a Notre right. Dame guy there. So there, there's obviously some give and take on this whole thing, but it just sure. needs to be refocused to make sure that you're putting quality first, I yes. think, in a lot of this stuff. Yes. I think that's your biggest point. And it's, it hasn't necessarily... You know, from a production standpoint, I think I think that there are things that could be better as well. Mm -hmm. But, you know, that's oh, going to be part of the negotiation. You know, Notre Dame has shown before it's not just going to be money, but it is also going to be having a TV partner that is going to work with you on certain things. Sure. Like scheduling, for example. Yeah. There's I think that there is. Still a lot of give and take there on the scheduling, you know, like game times, kickoff times, right. those kind of things. You've never seen a noon kickoff time, local time for Notre Dame, as it's long true. as they've been a partner with NBC. And I don't think that you would see what, you know, and again, like if you're going to start talking to other partners, whether it's CBS, Fox or ESPN, those, those factors have to be a part of it. Yep, absolutely. So the TV deal obviously is is huge right now you need to make the right deal and you need to make the right decisions on who's involved like that's that's major that's big time major for me um after that i think the most pressing time-wise thing so this is the short term would be the apparel deal and i know that that's on a lot of people's minds about how they're going to operate with that and and what direction they're going to go and how they're going to do that i mean that's all it is very important um, I, I will, I have gone on record as saying, you know, kids aren't making a decision on a school based on the apparel. Okay. But it's still very important once they're here. And I have a good things to say about Under Armour for a lot of ways and some bad things to say about Under Armour. Right. And so I think, I think it's a situation where if you're Notre Dame, all options are on the table. Like mm -hmm. give me your best offer. How are we going to work together on this, right? Because I think that's also a very important piece, right? Because they do like the, the Shamrock Series uniforms, you know, all of these different things. So how are we going to work together? What is this going to look like? And what's the final price tag on this thing? Like all offers, give me your best offer and let's chat, you know? And then you get rid of the all of them but two or three and then you pin them against each other and you get the best offer that you can get under the right circumstances. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. 
From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I've heard that something could be could be brewing, something could be happening this summer along those I lines. I believe it. I believe it. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think it expires next summer, right? Is that right? Or is it 25? Yeah, this basically... Next July first is when okay. the new contract so so twenty four kick in. So this will so be the last academic year, gotcha. as of right now, for the current deal. Yeah. Okay, because I remember when they switched over from Adidas to Under Armour, it happened on July first, and I'm on campus mm-hmm. all summer, and it was a pretty stark like the next day it was like whoop, it's like everything is different, you know, everything is different, and uh, it would be interesting to see another transition like that, but that would be a huge priority. Uh, would be would be the the apparel deal that's coming up. Jason said Jumpman's on NASCAR, so it's gone way beyond just being a basketball brand. I know that's got to make Vince happy. Yeah, good Jump for them. On They're on all kinds of stuff. That doesn't mean I have to like it. <laughs> and trust me, he don't like a lot of things. Nope, and I will stick to it. Like, the Jumpman brand? Awesome. Great. Come up with a different logo. I just don't like the fact it's a basketball player on NASCAR fire suits. I just don't like it. Sorry. I'll be an old curmudgeon on that one. Thanks for the super chat, Anthony. Uh, he says, thanks for the extra show today, Vince. No problem. No problem. Appreciate it. Get to do it with two working. of my favorite people, Sean and Brian. Working overtime. I appreciate it as well. I would just say that along with both the TV and the apparel thing, NIL needs to be, there There needs to be some creative thinking on the NIL front, you know, that, that goes along with those TV countries, you know, like maybe some of the money from, you know, from the NBC deal, sure. however much that it happens to be, goes into NIL. And I, you know, that's, that's always going to be sort of a balancing point for Notre Dame is to what degree they're willing to get into NIL. We know that they're not going to pay for players up front, right. but we know that there is money there as well. So if you have both your TV partner and your apparel partner, sure, who are you know putting resources into NIL, uh, I think that that is going to go a long way. And you know, the, like I've, I've said before, you know, like Under Armour is a part of it right now to what degree i don't know but I, I think that that when you have these new deals coming up you just need to make sure that that's 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 yeah. part of both of those deals and that's a new it's a new thing right i mean they're making these deals now that nil is is legal and you know you do it the right way you know you can have athletes model in your catalog for example right i as a baseball coach you know i got a, a an under armor Nike, whatever. I got all their catalogs every year and they would be modeling the different kinds of uniforms and they would be like Under Armour, for example, would be modeling the Notre Dame baseball uniform in the catalog. Why can't that be a Notre Dame baseball player? And he gets paid to do that. You know what I mean? And softball, et cetera, et cetera. So why can't that be a thing that needs to be worked into the, the contract in my opinion, right? 
And I agree with you. Some of that TV money can go into a kitty for these players and everybody gets a cut of that. Um, th- there's all kinds of things you can do from an well, NIL like, standpoint. Audric Estime a couple weeks ago when they opened up that new Dick Sporting Goods, he was yep. doing an autograph session out there yeah. one of those days that weekend. It was just a couple of weeks ago. Just what you're talking about right there, which whichever shoe brand is the shoe brand of choice, you know, you've got you've got an apparent like, you know, you go into Dick's, there's an Under Armour section, there's an Adidas section, sure. there's a Nike section. And obviously, when you go back to the shoes, it's the same thing. It's like you've got all these players at Notre Dame, student athletes, whatever you want to call them, who are part of it, you know. So you have like your 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 Notre Dame billboards in those those sections for whatever right. brand that you happen to be on. You know, there's there's like an Olivia Miles poster over there, or there's an Audric Estime, yep. you know, over by the football cleats, and you know, whoever, you know, Brooks Coetzee or Zach Preisner, you know, over there by the baseball bats and right. stuff like that. You know, it's not that hard. Absolutely. And that can be and not just dicks, obviously. I'm just using that as an example. Right. But you could do that nationwide, you can do that locally, mm-hmm. you, you know. All of that is possible and not very difficult. Like you and I are coming up with these ideas sitting in front of a computer. Like there are people smarter than us that should be able to come up with this stuff and put it into the deal so that it benefits the student athletes as uh, well as the school. And now Chi-Town says Coach Freeman needs to have his own line available to the public. Absolutely. And that's a very good point. But like, you know, again, what's to stop once Olivia Miles becomes the kind of star that she is, you know, like – I see Livy Dunn, that LSU gymnast. You know, she's on TV selling like the stretchy sweats and stuff like that, and like yep. activewear kind of thing. You know, whether it's Olivia or Sonia Citron, or again, whatever football play. You know, whoever it happens to be, if they're out there in the zeitgeist, you know, you can have a a little collection that involves sure. them. I think that that makes perfect sense. And and, and Marcus Mark, Freeman, and Marcus is, Freeman is the prime example. <laughs> We've said before, he's a walking billboard. Yes. You know, and like everything he wears is freaking I think cool. he wore something else this weekend that I've never seen sold anywhere. The <laughs> so, hat. That hat that he wore. Well, there was wore. the hat. Was that Have you seen that sweatshirt that he had, you know, the with the huge ND on the front? Have you seen I don't that? I think so. Anywhere? So I haven't either. <laughs> I haven't seen anything that he's actually worn. Like he wears a lot of stuff with the giant leprechaun on it. Mm-hmm. Like there's some really cool stuff that he wears that I would absolutely Go out well. I wouldn't absolutely go out and buy it because it's probably like a hundred dollars for a hoodie. But put it out there to the people that want it, and you're gonna make a ton of money. You're gonna make a ton of money because how many times have we heard in the chat or elsewhere? Man, I would love to get that hoodie. Man, I would love to get that hat. You know, but make it available. No doubt. Yeah, <laughs> lens crafters. That's yeah, funny. perfect idea. Olivia should be a spokesman for lens spokesperson for lens crafters. <laughs> All right, what else, Vince? You got anything else? I mean, I think we've hit the big stuff. Well, the long-term stuff. So, like, I kind of talked about facilities. I think Notre Dame Uh was in a really good place with facilities about 15 years ago. Everything was new. Everything was great. The Goog was stated, the R, you know, all these things. You got to continue. You have to continue to pour money into these things to keep them up to date. Like, the baseball stadium needs a drastic renovation. They, They need to upgrade the baseball stadium, for example. Back in 2002, 2003, when you first started, baseball stadium was state-of-the-art compared to the other places you were going to in the Big East. Right. But now, not so much. Like, they need to upgrade. 
Okay, that's just one example. They've upgraded the track. That's awesome. I think they probably have one of the nicer track. But again, facilities. you got to go out and get donations. You to do, do that. but that's your job. See, like I don't director. know. I don't uh, like. They've done some stuff at baseball, and you know, based on what you were talking about with the scoreboard, I don't know how much maybe. Sure. You know, they added like a base, some like a players' back. lounge, and some things like that. Mm-hmm. The the locker room is really nice. I saw that last year. It's it's it has come leaps and bounds beyond where it used to be. Uh, yeah. the locker room situation, you know, so they've done some stuff, but like they really need to upgrade and you're right. Maybe they have to upgrade softball as well. Um, softball stadium's pretty nice from what I can gather too. So they just need they just, to continue. They, they both need new press boxes. I know that. Well, that's a fact. Yeah. <laughs> they need to continue putting size money is into a the major facilities. issue in both of those facilities. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Especially uh, they, if you want to continue to have it, you know, like they ho- like softball hosted the ACC tournament yeah. this year. And I yeah. saw, I think it was someone from the observer tweeting, you know, he's getting kicked out of the press box because there's not enough room, you know, because there's, you know, there, you just, and I, there's just not much room up there. Right. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. They need and That doesn't affect pro- fans or the team, but right. If but, you but want coverage with, of your sport, right. You the problem be- with softball. The problem with softball is they're kind of like they're landlocked to the to mm-hmm. the facility that they made. Not landlocked as in they can't make it bigger, but like the press box, for example, it's sitting on top of the stadium that they built. And I don't know how you could make it bigger without completely starting over, basically, with the stadium. You know what I mean? Like I'm not an engineer, but it doesn't feel like you can make it any bigger based on the structure. It's already there. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, no, absolutely. Absolutely. But anyway, yeah. No, so, but I agree with what you're saying. There, there's a lot of, you know, like the Goog is the biggest thing that is still kind of out there with, you know, and again, like you can make fun of Brian Kelly about the nutrition aspect and all that, but that is something that I think it, it that that is going to need to be addressed between, you know, technology upgrades and the nutrition yeah. side and some other things that they want to do in there. There's, there's a lot. I think that needs to be, you know, the problem with almost every facility is the minute you finish it, it becomes outdated. outdated. For yeah, sure. That's right. That's For right. Sure. And, and that's, I get that. that. Yeah. The last thing I would say, and this is going to probably make, I don't know, make people upset or get people fired up. They do need to, in this day and age of the transfer portal, they do need to revisit how they do transfers. I'm not saying they need to lower the standards. I'm not saying that at all. Okay. I'm saying from an academic side, and I realize that that that's the brick wall that maybe even Jack Swarbrick is running into. Right. And maybe anybody that's the athletic director is going to run into the same wall. Okay. But if you've got like a junior trying to transfer in and they've got really good grades and they're taking legitimate classes, right. There should be a way to get you into Notre Dame. That. They they need to either come up with or adjust or whatever. And again, I'm not saying bringing in kids that have been taking underwater basket weaving and getting good <laughs> grades. Uh-huh. I'm saying kids that are on track to graduate at whatever school they were at. They're getting good grades. They're, you know, all of those things. There should be a way, if they're smart enough, if they're academically capable, to get them into Notre Dame without them being like, well, none of your classes are transferred to this 
you know, major. We can't get them in. There's no way. There, there needs to be a way. So right. I will say that. Not all of that is on the athletic director, obviously, right. but there needs to be some pretty uh, pretty heavy discussions on how all that yeah. works. Right. Because I, I feel like they're maybe. they're turning away kids that could still be academically successful at Notre Dame, but because they're like a junior status, there's no way they're going to get in because they're too far along already on whatever major right. route they need to be. Well, you're not going to get a degree, so why should we waste our time and that kind of right. stuff? Yeah. So they're pigeonholing themselves with the whole transfer portal, right? So right. it needs to be it needs to be figured out a little bit more, um, in my opinion. I mean, Jerome Bettis came back 30 years later and got his degree. You know, there are plenty of people who come back and finish or can continue down that line and if, they, if they don't end up being professional athletes, which, as the NCAA likes to remind us, yes. most of them don't end up being professional athletes. They go pro in something other than sports, right? Yes, and we are reminded of that constantly. Yes, as soon as the tournament starts. 